just thank you for the opportunity to be here. The psalmist says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And Lord, we just want to lift you up today. We want to thank you. God, we take so many things for granted. And the, the very breath that you give us, Lord, sometimes we just, we don't even think about the fact that you have given that to us. God, you have given us another day. You've given us another opportunity to worship you. Lord, I just pray this morning for Brother Darrell as he lifts up you, uh, your word to us. God, thank you for um, being here with us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've read the words and read how you leave the ninety-nine to find the one missing. Feels like that was written with me on your mind. The prodigal son who Father came running to me to say that with me on your mind. Who am I that the King of the world would give one single thought about my broken heart? Who am I that the God of all grace wipes the tears from my face and says, Come as you are? You paid the price. You took the cross, you gave your life, and you did it all with me on your mind. Oh, me on your mind. Oh, just knowing your mind for me. Just knowing you call your child. It's flooding my so it does speak Thank you. 
precious Jesus, precious Lord, none on the earth or heavens above that I have found more beautiful. You are my treasure, my great I just wanna move your heart. It's all I wanna do. I just wanna stand in awe. Pour my love on you, no matter how much the cost. I freely give it all to you, all to you.
Matthew chapter 5, verse 4, loss. Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. And you look at that, we call it the title page, title screen. What's it look like that young man has lost? Job. Job. Okay. I tried to pick out something. Uh, we usually just th spit, spitball ideas for the screen. I just tried, I tried to pick out something that's important, but doesn't tug at the heartstrings quite so much as some other things do. And we're going to talk. This, is a good, this message is difficult. I'm talking about loss. It's just it's loss the whole way through. Uh, this is important. And because it's important, it's difficult. Because every important thing is difficult. Uh, loss, loss is job. But there's a lot of other things, you know, uh, much harder than that. But, uh, okay, Matthew chapter 4, uh, 5 verse 4, going through the Beatitudes, and this is the second Beatitude, and uh, be on your way there, and there's an outline of this on the back side of your announcements if you like to use that. Most of it will be on the screen also. So uh, I need to pray. I need it for me. This, this message is difficult, and... Uh, Nobody in the house needs it more than I do. But also you, as you, as you listen to the Holy Spirit speak to you, you know, I need you to respond also. I need you to be thinking about responding to how the Holy Spirit's going to be dealing with you on this issue of loss. So uh, pray with me. Father, thank you that we have this chance to be in your house. It's the Lord's day, the Lord's house, and thank you for all the 
Lord's people who are here. And before this day ever came, before you ever created this day, you knew who would be here, and you knew who would not be here. And uh, thank you for the sovereignty, your, your sovereignty, and I can trust that. And I'm, and I'm struggling with that this morning. I'm, I'm struggling turning it over to you. I'm struggling trying to think I have to do it myself. Uh, I struggle with that a lot, but I'm struggling with it right, right now, of just backing off and allowing your Holy Spirit to do his work. This, is, this church belongs to you. Uh, I belong to you. Every person in faith in this place belongs to you. This is all yours. It, is, it isn't mine. And you are ultimately responsible, and I'm not. All I'm trying to do is to do and say what you would have me do and say. I pray that for each of us, that each of us in the room would respond accordingly to how your Holy Spirit moves in us today. I have no doubt in my mind that your Holy Spirit's at work right now. And I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know how that's going to turn out. But there's no doubt in my mind that the Holy Spirit is here and at work in us. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, second beatitude. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Another word for mourn, exact word is grieve. Blessed are those who mourn or grieve, for they shall be comforted. Okay, the next screen, kind of an explanation of that a little bit. Mourning is, uh, mourning is grieving. It's grieving the loss of something or someone who has been taken from you somehow. Where last week was um, spent, this week is loss. The difference is spent is, is you have spent your effort. You have tried so much and you just have to have the Lord do it now loss is different from that spent is what you spent loss may be your fault and may not be your fault but loss was taken from you somehow so mourning is grieving the loss of something or someone who has been taken from you somehow I was raised with the commentary on this verse, and, I, and I've studied and I look at, at, at other, uh, other commentary on this verse right now. It's still out there. It's not as popular as I remember it when I was younger. But a, a popular commentary on this is that the, the mourning that Jesus talks about, blessed are those who mourn, was mourning for your sins. I agree with mourning for your sins. I agree with that 100%. We should mourn over our sins. But that's just not what Jesus said. He said, blessed are those who mourn. And he didn't add anything to it, for they shall be comforted. He didn't explain what mourning, grieving, he didn't put a limit on it. He didn't say, okay, this is mourning or grieving, and this is not. It's simply, it is, it's grieving over loss. That's the only reason that, that we grieve, is over loss. Loss, in, on the screen, it was a job. 
But it does get much more serious than that, doesn't it? So, yeah, I agree 100% to mourn for our sins, but that's not what Jesus said. He said, blessed are those who mourn. And again, harking back to last week, when Jesus is explaining the Beatitudes or saying the Beatitudes, and then he goes on in the chapters to come, and all the Sermon on the Mount is every week is just going to be like so backward from what we usually hear, so backward from what we usually think, which a lot of Christianity actually is. A lot of very backward from what our culture thinks and what our culture does. So this whole ride is going, it's just almost going to be this way every week. Man, I just don't, I don't see blessed are those who mourn. I mean, I just, I don't feel blessed when I mourn. Blessed, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. I'm going to say a few words about mourning or grieving. Next screen. There's just no way around this, and I'm not going to be able to make it better because it can't be, I, I, I can't do it. All mourning, all grieving is painful, or it's not really mourning. You're, you're not really mourning, you're not really grieving if it's not painful. It is painful. I, I mean, that's my business. I'm in, I'm in the business of, of trying to make people feel better when they're going through, you know, like the worst times of their life. I can't do it. And I realize that. I realize that. And I know that a lot of times I'm just there to, I'm just there to be there. But is there really anything I can say in some of the most... Um, grieving periods of your life that's going to make you just feel better. No. And you will get through it, and you will work through it, and Jesus will comfort you through it. But there's just no way around it, and we don't need to try to escape it, that mourning, grieving, is painful. So it's the loss of a job, it's the loss of, it's going through a divorce, it's going through loss of a relationship, uh, all kinds of that, all kinds of relationship issues where there's loss. The one, the one we think about the most, though, is, isn't it, is death. Going through the grieving Loss of somebody that we love so much. I mean, that's the one we, th we think of. It certainly is that. That's probably always going to come out as the top one. Because that's something just, we're all going to experience it. And we're all going to experience loss in some way. Uh, last year when my, when my mom passed away, we were 16 weeks in ICU. And I paid attention because I'm a pastor. I watched and listened to everything everybody said because I thought I tried to see myself in their shoes. How does it feel like when I'm the one saying it? And uh, what I found is when people came, lot of, lots of people came to help and to give words of encouragement. And this may sound harsh, but it's 
some of this is where I come up with all mourning is painful because to a degree, nothing anybody said helped. To a degree, nothing anybody said helped. Mom is still sick. Mom is still going to die. Nothing anybody says to a degree. It's, now, see, it when I say that, it sounds like I don't appreciate. No, it doesn't mean that, that at all. I was just paying attention to what people said and then picturing, my, because that's what I do. And, I, and they just showed me I, I need to be really careful about what I say. And I don't need to pretend that when I'm going through painful things with you, that I can come up with something clever that's just going to make everything okay. It's not. Mourning, grieving is painful. And that's where we go before the Lord and in honesty say, God, this really hurts. This really hurts. I want you to picture Jesus hanging on the cross. And I want to picture you picture him going through that. And in a way, he said seven things when he hung on the cross. In a way, you could take what he said speaking to the Father, saying, Father, this really hurts. This is terrible. This is a terrible thing that I'm having to go through. So, when you're talking to the Father, talk to him just like Jesus did. He's your Father too. Father, this really hurts. And the Father can honestly say, I, I know that. I've been through this. I've been through this with my son. And I'm going through this with you. Mourning, grieving, is painful. It always has been. It always will be. And as someone like me who's in Christ, it does get me through it. But it does not get me through it painlessly. Nobody gets that. Nobody gets to go through the grieving, the trial, the temptation, the struggle, the stress. Nobody gets to go through it painlessly. No, no, nobody gets a pass here. Nobody gets a pass here. Divorce is always pa painful. Death is always painful. Losing your job is always pa painful. Grady and Regina are back there. Okay, I'm going to use them. Even something like this, their, their house burned a few years ago. All right. Okay, that's a thing, but it's their thing. If on that day when Grady and Regina's house burned and they weren't there, I'm glad they weren't there because I, I know what Grady would try to do, get in the house and, save, and try to save a guitar. That's what you're going to do. And I'm, so I'm glad you weren't there. Let the guitars burn. The worst thing we could say to Grady and Regina on that day, oh, come on, it's only stuff. I know that. 
they, they know that, but it's their stuff, and it's loss. There's all degrees of loss. And I realize that some of it's worse than others, but all of it's painful. And it's just going to be painful for a while. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. But sometimes it's going to take a while, okay? So I know that I'm, I'm, I want to be there with you. I want to be there for you. I'm going to pray for you. But I'm very aware that no matter what I do or what I say or anyone else in your life does or says, you have to go through a painful time. You just have to. And you will. And you will come out of it on the other side. But you've got to go through it. Okay? Story of Job. I won't stay here very long. I want to get to the prayer time. The, the scripture in Job, and that's really all this is, is the story of Job, isn't it? All the, the things that were taken from him and the people that were taken from him. So he just had, he had it from all sides, all the things and the people too. And Job's, uh, Job said, naked I came from my mother's womb, naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We'll leave that verse up there for a little bit. So what's God doing? Why does he make us go through this? What's the point? What's the reason? Why? Why is God allowing this? Why do we all have to go through this? And we all will. You came into this world with nothing. You will leave this world with nothing. There's no way around that. It's impossible to come into this world with anything. And it's impossible to leave this world with anything. The Lord gives the Lord takes away, but it's that last verse, that last line of that verse, blessed be the name of the Lord. So all we have left is Jesus. All you really ever have is Jesus. You look around you in your life right now, you look beside you on the pew, you look at your house, you look at what's going on at your, at your job, you look at what's going on in your home, you look at what's going on in our, in our church, I want, you to look at, I want you to think and look at your loved ones, uh, your spouses, your ch children, your parents, your friends, everything. Just look at everything in your life. There's going to come a, a day and a time where you have none of that left, none of it. You cannot take any of it with you. And one day, we will, one day we will all stand before Christ, before the judgment seat of Christ, each of us individually by ourselves. We can take nothing with us. This, I know all this. Years ago, I was doing a graveside for Cora Richardson. I know most of you don't remember her, but some, some of you do. But so I was at the great side of Cora, and I don't know why. I've, been, I've preached this, I've, you know, so many times. This was nothing new. But I stood there at the graveside and going through 
what I would say, and it just really, I mean, really hammered home to me. Her two sons were there. I remember her house. I remember our, she came to church here, was a big part of our church here. Two sons were there by the graveside. I looked down at the casket, getting ready to put the casket in the dirt, the earth. Just overwhelmingly, the truth came to me right now. Jesus is all Cora has. Right now, Jesus is all Cora has. And right now, that's all she cares about. She doesn't care, I, and I don't mean this facetiously, but she no longer cares about her sons. See, those, those days are gone. She no longer cares about her sons. She no longer cares about her church. You understand what I mean. Those, those days are gone. She couldn't care less about her house or her car. All, all of that's gone. Because that's the way it has to be. It will be that way for all of us. The only thing that Cora has. Then, when I was at the gravesite, and it's still true, the only thing she has is Jesus. And that's all. And the only thing she cares about is Him. That's why. The Lord wants you to see that nothing you have is permanent. Go ahead and let's do the next screen because that's what it says. You can refuse Jesus, but you cannot lose him. But you can't say that about anything else. Absolutely nothing else that you have that God has given you or you feel like you've earned, which you haven't, but you feel like you have, none of that can, can you keep. None of it. You can't keep anyone. You can't keep anything. And so I'm, that doesn't take away the pain of grief but it does explain it a little bit we're going to lose it anyway now that is painful to hear but we're trying to get you to that point where you really believe this that Jesus is the only thing you've got that is permanent that you cannot lose he's the only thing that you can accept and have right now that you'll never lose him you can refuse him but you cannot lose him. You're, you're going to lose me. And you're going to lose everything else that you've got. But you're not going to lose him. And what mourning and grieving can do for us is bring that into focus. I've lost a lot, but I've never lost him. I've had a lot taken away from me, but I can't have him taken away from me. Everything in my life just go, is up and down and in and out. And, and you know, every, every day is a new day. What's going to happen this week, you know? But that's not true with him. He's that one steady thing in my life. I was thinking this morning about Philippians chapter 3. I think it's verse 7 through 9. And, and Paul says it three, three times. I count the loss of all things that I might win Christ. I count the loss of all things that I might win Christ. What I'm trying to do right here at this point right now is bring into focus in your life what's really important.
Now, right there, you can say, well, are you saying that what I lose? No, I know what you lost is important. I know what you lost hurts. I know that. I know it very well. I'm right there with you. But you can't lose him. Jesus is going to be the center of your life, and nothing you do is going to make him turn his back on you. You can, you can refuse him. He's not going to refuse you. He is my rock. He is my standard. He is my anchor. Everything else is changing, but he's not. Okay. Prayer time this morning is going to be different. And I'm going to ask you to participate. Maybe more than usual. I don't know. I'm going to take this kind of slow. I'm, I'm not going to ask the band to come. We're going to just have some music play over the speakers. If it works, we had some technical problems, but hey, we just decided we're going to pray whether the technical works, works or not. So we're not going to be, not going to be concerned about that. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a message I preached at Presbytery one time. We don't need electricity to have church. Okay, So we don't need electricity to have church. All right. I don't know why it is. Let me start this way. I don't know why, what's wrong with us that it makes us feel better that someone else is going through problems too, uh, grieving too. And so when something goes wrong, you know, what we do to try to make each other feel better, well, I know you're going through a tough time, but so-and-so down, down the road, he's really going through a tough time. And somehow it makes us feel better. And I feel bad about feeling better that so-and-so is going through a tough time too. What is wrong with us? We want to know that we're not alone. That other people are hurting too. Isn't that funny, weird, odd? But it helps us. We don't want them to go through difficulties too, but there's something about when we're grieving, when we're hurting, we tend to think we're the only ones. We tend to get in that mindset. Nobody's hurting as bad as I am. I'm going to tell you the truth, and I'm I would never get into, into specifics, but I'm going to tell you the truth, and you'll never know it specifically. I'm never going to tell you. When you bring an issue to me and it's painful and you're going through a painful thing, hardly ever are you the only one in church going through that same thing. You just don't know what the others are going through. You have the sensation, you have the, the thinking that I'm the only one going through it, but you're not. Just because you don't know what's going on in other people's lives, you, you get the sensation, the, the thinking that, that you're the only one. I'm really wanting you to think about this. We, we need each other. One of the ways that the Lord does comfort us is through each, each other. Now, it may sound odd because I just act, acted like nothing you can say, but just knowing when somebody came to the hospital and tried to, you know, tell me words and it, it didn't help, but they were there. That helped. But they were there. That helped. 
just knowing that someone else cares, just knowing that someone else is there, okay? Because you're not alone. You are not alone. And what you're going through is not special, peculiar to you. There are other people going through it too. You just don't know it. At a part of the prayer time, what I'm going to ask you to do, I'm going to take it in two parts and actually do it reverse of what I would usually do it. The second part will be, I'm going to ask anybody in church to come who's going through a really grieving time right now and you need people to pray for you. But I'm going to do that last, not first. What I want to do first is the people in the room who are going through loss, but probably it will be you have gone through loss. You have been through the grieving. And what I'm going to ask that first group, the group I'm talking to right now, you have gone through the grieving and you made it. You have gone through the grieving and God has seen you through it. What I'm going to ask you to do is come up to the front and do nothing more but stand here. And what the point of this is to let all of us see we are in this together and all of us are going to go through a mourning, a grieving of some kind. We're, we're not alone. And so the first group is, I've gotten through it, or I'm going through it now, but the Lord is seeing me through. The Lord has blessed me, because that's what the scripture says, right? Blessed are those who mourn. Well, it's going to be those in the crowd who can stand up and say, yes, that's, that's me. God has blessed me anyway. God has seen me through it. God has blessed me through it. And I'm not ashamed to stand there. And that's, that's all we're going to do is just, just stand there. So there's going to be two groups. The first of us are going to be those just stand here, say, I've been through it. I'm going through it now. The Lord has blessed me. And I'm not ashamed of that. The second group is, I'm going through it now. And I would really like people to pray, pray for me. Now, on any, I've tried to picture myself in your shoes, in your seat, and I'm trying to picture if my pastor presented that to me, which would I do? Today, I'm going to be the first group. Many, many Sundays I've come, I would be in the second group. And you, know, you probably know what I'm going to say now, don't you? There are some Sundays when I'm in both. Lord, I thank you for what you've seen me through, but I'm going through it again, and I really need prayer. So there are some who may come and just stand. And there are some who will come at the end and pray at an altar. You'll kneel down or, or have a seat and pray. And we're going to pray with you. 
And then there are some who may do both. Okay? I'm going to ask the congregation to stand. And Matt, let's see if that music will play.